Everybody, welcome to another sports sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson, and joining us as always is the sports outsider Phil Ranta. Jordan is gone again. He is. It was he in Canada this time? So you write no, the TV no. suits show. Is, suit, the new season of Suits is actually shooting in Siberia. So he's really he's yeah. in Siberia. Even colder. Even further away. So they have to wear even like wider. woolen suits. Yeah. Yeah, Yikes, that's that's a tough if, one. If, as you watch the next season of Suits, yeah. think to yourself, these guys are really great actors because it is negative 10 in there right now. Oh, right. And they're walking around like it's a normal heated you know, atmosphere. You know, we're thinking about the guy actors in it, but the girl actors wear oh, much skimpier clothing right? in that show. Yeah. I mean, Meghan Markle was wearing uh, was wearing uh, skirts and when she was in it most of the time. Yep. So they should have done a spinoff called Skirts. <laughs> Hollywood, give me a call. It's a sports comedy podcast, everyone. Yeah. If you're tuning in for the first time, we have a third person who's not here today. He's usually a sports expert. Yeah, he's usually a sports expert. I am also something of a sports expert. Yeah. Though if we had an actual sports expert on the show, they would say they, not they, true. they would say that's not true. Yeah. But I am a sports expert when compared to you, Phil. The sports outsider. Yeah, I know nothing. I, we're Phil 335 knows, episodes yeah. in, and I'm still willfully ignorant in the world of sports. And I really, and to those of you who keep sending in your emails and your tweets saying, I don't believe it, there's no way Phil could know this little after 335 episodes, right. you're wrong. Right. He absolutely does You know, I've been talking to a lot of people, like when I pitch the podcast to people, I've started getting a lot of people who are like, oh, there's another podcast like this and there's another podcast like this, not when it comes to sports, but about like one outsider and then a couple people on the inside. Yeah. All of I went up and looked up a fair amount of these podcasts. There's like five of them. All of them started years after this one. So I think people are jacking our style, not the other way around. I absolutely think that's true. And, And again, we have... 335 episodes of proof for you. Yeah. We launched before Analyze Fish. Oh, yeah. That's a... I keep eating to listen to that. Well, Harris Whittles is dead Well, now, no. So I, I, I am aware so of that. So no new episodes. <laughs> so no new episodes. Yeah. So not, not, not a real threat to us. No, no. And it was yeah. weird that you laughed when I said Harris Whittles is dead now. That was a little <laughs> strange. He was a very talented guy. That's how guy. funny he was. He was very funny. He was yeah. one of my favorite podcast Don't, podcasters. Uh, yeah. Uh, but so yeah, we have a wonderful episode for you today. Yeah, uh, it's not about sports because again, Phil knows nothing about sports. No, we do. It is about sports. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, it is about sports. We've got but... somebody in the green room right now who apparently knows a ton about sports. Oh, that's right. A uh, long time about. NFL expert. Um, what's his name again? What his name is? Bill Jonas. <laughs> Bill. Jonas. Yeah, Bill. His name is Jonas. Yeah, he's carrying the wheel. <laughs> yeah. He would not understand that joke no, because he really all wouldn't. he cares about is sports. Yeah, he's on the older side. He has been covering every single Super Bowl uh, since the first one. Uh, you know, he's he's seen yeah. every single game and he's provided like a detailed statistical analysis of each and every one. He puts out like a 350 page primer on this year's Super Bowl and sort of the significance and how it might trace back to stats from the regular season. Yeah. It's a truly impressive piece. So we're going to talk to him about 
what he saw in this year's Super Bowl. Right. He's an uh, expert in epimetrics. Yes. Epimetrics. Epimetrics, which is like sabermetrics in but baseball. For football. Yeah. See, I'm not that much of a sports outsider. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I'm starting yeah. to pick I mean, you told me that right before this That's podcast. True. So I was no, trying it, to keep it It's interesting. You, you might know that my parents are uh, education professors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've actually pitched to them that they try to get a grant to study you. Because your ability to not learn is truly impressive. Right. Yeah. No, it's true. I'm uh, I'm this anomaly. But when I want to learn something, I'm actually very bright. No, that's what's really sort of impressive, yeah. too, is that you are capable of learning things. I just don't when I don't want to. Yeah. I'm but, very good at playing, like, beta blockers in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> just knocking no, out all the knowledge. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. Oftentimes, when I've told you things that you didn't want to hear, you just... Nib. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, Bill Jonas is here. <laughs> Bill Jonas is here. Uh, and yeah, he's uh, going to do a detailed breakdown on the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm looking like forward to it. he always does. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, it. Uh, no now, this episode might run a bit long. If we want to keep... Keep Bill here to talk about football for an additional 20 or 30 minutes. We might do it because that's the sort of nitty-gritty detail that he usually gets Well, I into. looked up a YouTube video of Bill Jonas in an Oh, uh, those like are he did an interview. He did a 12-hour interview about oh, the yeah. last Super Bowl. And every moment of it gripping. And probably. he like he must have a photographic memory. He he must, yeah. I mean, really... I wasn't super into it because I don't know much about sports, so I was kind <laughs> no, of scrubbing through, but you know. That's very true. Yeah. Uh but I think we've got that. We'll have some news, 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 and that'll be it. No, we for got the a wide show. world of sports. You're goddamn think, right we do. I think we have no, to cut we the do. wide world of weird sports because of Bill Jonas. We've got we need to win a, a potty. For our ongoing series on football hooliganism. Oh, that's right. Okay, well, let's see. Uh, how about we make a deal? If we get Bill Jonas in under an hour, okay. which is at least possible, we will go ahead and continue having a wide This is like sports. the worst pitch to a podcast because <laughs> the listeners are like, it's going to be an hour? of you know, No, it, it, it might be. Our fans like it, it quick. It might be two or three hours, I but we're tweets. trying to tell you, as, as I mean, many of the interviews you hear in the Sports 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 podcast... Don't deliver on the, no, the goods that you're maybe they're thinking. They're generally they will. seven minutes. Yeah, they're general. But this one, I cannot emphasize how much a specific detail from the game 100% Joel, is do be you know this. why uh, each of our segments are generally seven minutes? <laughs> the, uh, why is that? Because that's when traditional commercial breaks take place. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's another thing that you could probably talk to Bill Jonas about. There we go. That's yeah. true. But before that, LeBron James update, watch update. LeBron James update, watch update, brought to you by... All the things that LeBron James sponsors today, 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 today. LeBron James claims he had no ulterior motive with eyebrow-raising NBA All-Star Draft. Wait, eyebrow-raising? Like, who? Uh, Sub-headline, no, no, not buying it. This is, this is one example of the new 100% fresh, real LeBron James just flat-out lying to the media. What? Yeah. Is he getting cranky in his old age? And inc incidentally, Phil, you should know, eyebrow raising might be a little of a bit of a pun that they snuck into the headline here. Why? I'll explain that later. Okay, please yeah. do. Uh, as the dust settled from the first publicly televised NBA All-Star Draft, there was a single narrative around the rosters that was obvious to even a casual NBA observer. LeBron James had filled his team with players his Los Angeles Lakers are going to be quite interested in this summer. In what way? Right. So, little background, Phil. Okay. So, the way that they do the All-Star Game now is that they all the people are going to go to the All-Star Game or pick to go to the All-Star Game. Yep. But then they have, like, two captains, 
right? Of the All-Star game. Yeah. And then those captains, they do it like playground style. Like they take turns picking their people. Okay. So it's like Rock and Jock. Uh yeah okay uh, I don't think I watch Rock and Jock. Yeah, but, the most famous person. Yeah, you, yeah. you will you will generally do that. So yeah. so that's what they do. So yes, even even someone who has become an NBA All Star, yeah, still in danger of being picked last at recess. That sucks, <laughs> right? You're like the Can worst of the best. Yeah, like we we're like I'm the best on my team, and I'm the worst on this team. Yeah, Aww. especially and it'll probably be someone who's like, oh, I've worked my whole career for my chance to be an NBA All Star. It's finally happened. Oh. If you have a voice like that, you're not an NBA <laughs> yeah, star. Oh, my last chance, Clarence. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Stewart. He came real close. But, but never I, I, I quite used to play him. basketball. Yeah, you know how it is. He was more of a defensive, spread the ball point. He was guard. a tall dude, though. He, had yeah, some he was, wasn't yeah. he? Anyway, uh, so with his first three picks, James took Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Kawhi Leonard. All in line to be free agents this offseason. Really? Yeah. Mm. With his first reserve pick, he took Anthony Davis, a player for whom the Lakers were ready to trade their entire young core plus a little more. Huh. Yeah, that rhymes right there. And so Anthony Davis, I don't know if you've seen pictures of him, but he's he's got the unibrow. Oh, okay. You might have seen, but he, he I don't famously, think he's got a very pronounced unibrow. And, li- and, and he obviously at this point could afford to wax periodically. Because he's he's Afford, like you can you can anybody who can afford a sharp object can get rid of a unibrow. Yeah, it's not like you need millions of dollars to get rid of your unibrow. It's not a nose job. No, yeah, uh, all of these things are true. But Anthony Davis has persisted with it, and so he's famous for his eyebrow, eyebrow singular. Hence, right. eyebrow raising in the headline. Okay. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit of a... You know what they need? They need a sports comedy podcast to help them punch <laughs> up their uh, headlines. They there. absolutely do. But also, you know, people like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, who you might remember has some some history with uh, LeBron James. Yep. And Kwahi Leonard. These are all people who look to be free agents mm-hmm. in the offseason. And the Lakers, now that they got LeBron James on there, they're probably looking to, to spend... They're in win-now mode. Okay, so they're going to go spend way more money than they were before to get the perfect team together. Right. Seems like cheating. I yeah. don't know. No, Feels well, I mean, weird. it's because it's like, well, well, you got to know there's there's a salary cap. So it's right. not like you can spend more money than other teams. Could they get rid of everybody on the team but like three people and then play three awesome people versus everyone else? You know, in today's NBA, that might actually work. There we go. Uh, but no, I think you're required to roster at least a certain number of people. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually know. But, you know, it, it's one of these things where it's like if you've got like a young team with a developing core, you're not going to go out and spend money on right. fancy free agents who are going to help you be like, oh, we almost made the playoffs this year. Right. You're going to wait until you have LeBron James, and then it's like, okay, now now we can win. Now's when we go sell the farm. Yeah. Has anyone ever tried to just roster like 120 cheap players <laughs> and just hope that a couple of them like get better or yeah. just like well, have their moment or – well, kind of. There's there's like a whole developmental league. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think there are some limitations. I think every team would like to do that, though. So yeah. it sort of it creates. Uh, see, I get to talk about markets now. Yeah, that everyone. Yeah. You know, any any player with any chance of becoming an effective NBA player. Later on the show, we'll have Libertarian Joel talking <laughs> about the free market. Don't don't say that. I'm not a libertarian. <laughs> uh, but but 
Yeah, so uh, if James wants to use the All-Star Weekend as a way to privately speak to the Lakers' off-season targets and pitch them on the team, see what he's doing here? Yep. See how this is real clever? You bet. He picks them for his team. He hangs out with them all weekend. He's yeah. like, hey, when it comes time to sign, maybe you sign with maybe, the Lakers. Maybe come sign with the Lakers. That's I think that's smart, man. What he's with, a shrewd what, businessman. Right? Exactly. I... I love me some LeBron James. Yeah. I think I've been very open about that, but he's one of the public figures that I think I respect the most. That's why you call him King James. Well, I'm, I mean, no, because people called him that long before. Back when I didn't like LeBron James. Oh, okay. You know. Sure. Uh, uh, he certainly has the roster to do it. Even James's draft opponent, Giannis Atacacuampo. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, jokingly called out the AD pick as quote-unquote tampering. Okay. Uh, because there are the be, for Tampering. reasons just like this, the NBA has all sorts of rules about like you can't like go out in the media and be like, "Hey, Anthony Davis, we're going to want to sign you in the offseason." So don't do Why are the rules against that? Uh, well, you know, cuz you don't want to cuz then uh, it'd be too easy for like the big teams to be like, "Oh, just so you know, we're going to offer this player this much money in the offseason." And then you know, so it's the kind of like how people can't share stock tips because it's yeah, like, it's kind of an insider trading sort of okay, thing. Okay, that, that yeah, makes sense. You gotta you gotta wait until they're actually on the market before you start making your or pitch. like LeBron James, you have to be rich enough that you're above the law. <laughs> yeah, I get it now. Yeah, or or sort of cleverly make your way in a pitch that avoids the tampering rules, even though it's clearly clearly tampering. Or you just use the All Star Game to get it done. Yeah, that that's what I was talking about, Phil. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil, but not Jordan. Colorado trail runner fends off mountain lion attack by suffocating animal to death. Yikes. Uh, Subheadline, what did you do on Tuesday, Phil? Uh, let's see. Tuesday, uh, I was at the Do Expo, Digital Entertainment World. Mm-hmm. I spoke on a panel mm-hmm. um, about uh, cross-platform optimization. Ooh. Ooh, isn't that cool? Did you strangle any deadly animals, Phil? No, it was really more kind of educational. It was more yeah. like... Yeah. Oh, I see what you're getting at. <laughs> uh, a Colorado man is expected to make a full recover after after suffocating a mountain lion to death. But is the mountain lion going to make a good full recovery? No, it's not. And and funny story, I like shared this on our like Slack channel at work. Yeah. Uh, and included the joke about what did you do last Tuesday? I Okay. Everybody sure. at home can know that I tried that one out before I used it here. Yeah, and let me uh, guess, didn't go over well on that either. No, it got it got like, it got like one little like like uh, uh, it's all laughing emoji. People, yeah, yeah, laughing emo- or emoji is what I meant. Yeah, but then there was a whole bunch of crying cat emojis under the one about the the mountain lion dying. Right, that was like it. it Tried to kill this guy. This is the thing like, is people don't have genuine reactions through emojis. They're trying to find like the best fit. They're trying to complete the punchline. So the fact that there's a cat face and a human face and it's a story about a cat and there's a crying one, like that's pretty perfect. I, I guess I don't understand. What you emojis. need to do is load your own emojis into it because you can do that on Slack channels and then you can put one of somebody strangling a mountain lion and then use that as the emoji. Yeah. People have actually done that at work apparently. And yeah. I did not know. I, for a while, for a long time, I was like, God, that's an awfully specific pull. How'd right. you land that? We've got like, a few oh. that are very specifically mob crush ones that we use in the mob oh. crush Slack. Yeah. Or, like, or I could just characters. continue to not understand it and not use emojis. Willfully ignorant. <laughs> Yeah. Emoji outsider, Joel Anderson. Oh, I wouldn't say willfully ignorant. It's not that I'm not 
I mean, I'm trying to understand it as it's coming in, but right. you are correct that I'm not pursuing information Fair. anywhere else. Fair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, the Colorado man yep. uh, was, according to the Coloradan, the man was jogging on a path in uh, Horsetooth Mountain Park near Horse Fort Tooth Collins. Mountain. Yeah. Na- named that because of all of the uh, rabid horses that roam roam around there. Oh, I just imagine that the mountain lion was just killing all the horses and all they could find was it the was. teeth. It was, yeah. Uh, when the 80-pound animal appeared from behind and began attacking him. That's the same size as my dog. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is also to say, they call them mountain lions, but I think when you actually see one, you're like, oh, that's not terribly large. No. Like, I mean, certainly wouldn't want to tangle with one. They're sleek and they're yeah. fast. Oh, yeah. But my dog not- is arthritic and slow. It's not like when you go to the zoo and see a lion and you're just like, oh my god, yeah, like rippling with muscles and like weighs like a thousand pounds. You'll just have sex with the lion already. <laughs> if I didn't think I'd get killed, I right. would. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, appeared from behind and attacked him. Uh, despite suffering cuts to his face and wrists from the lion's claws, the unidentified man was able to wrestle himself from the feline. Per the Denver Post, the jogger took himself to a nearby hospital after hiking to safety. Not running, hiking. Hiking to safety. Yeah? Yeah, when speaking to authorities, the man alleged he ultimately killed the lion by suffocating it to death. Once you said it was 80 pounds, I feel like that's become less impressive. It's still impressive. Yeah, but okay, let me let me put it this way. Uh, do you remember Mike Menino's bachelor party? Yes. Do you remember how I did not get to fully participate in Mike Menino's bachelor party? Yeah. Because I had been bitten by my roommate's right. cat. And you weren't allowed to drink, so yeah. you were on and antibiotics. Yeah, infected because then I was on antibiotics. Incidentally, everyone at home, be aware, careful with cat bites. They get infected very oh, easily. Oh, I've gotten cat scratch fever, too. Yeah. Um, my lymph nodes all swelled up. Oh, yeah. Google it. Cats are horrifying animals, and you should never own one. Right, but also, that was, what, a 15-pound cat? Yeah. So this is only, like, 5x that, and it's oh, impressive. Sure. But but also, my like, here's the thing. I, like, the cat had gotten out, yeah. and I went to go get the cat, yeah. and I had been around this cat periodically. Like, it didn't seem like that big a deal. And I went to pick it up from behind, because it, right. was, it was just sort of like, you know, like, wandering around. So you startled the cat. Yeah, so I startled the cat, and it, like, whipped around and bit my hand, and it was in that moment that I realized that, like... Clearly, I could kill this cat. Like, sure, yeah, you but, shouldn't. Yeah, I shouldn't. But also, like, it would be able. I would pay a price. I would right. pay a serious price. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like my dog's trainer says. Like, a dog's just gonna be a dog. A dog's gonna bite when the dog feels like it needs to bite. Right? Yeah, cats are gonna be cats. Right? <laughs> exactly. But yeah. but so I mean, so don't kill I, the cat for being I, a cat. I think about. I mean, yeah. Obviously, I wasn't going to kill the cat, but. Uh, it did occur to me that, like, if I were like, boy, I need to kill this cat, like, you know, it wouldn't be as simple as you'd think for an animal that small. I think it would. Yeah. But uh, and between the claws and the teeth and, and all of that stuff, I think about five times larger than that. And it is like, yeah, I, I, I strangling that would not have been easy. Like with the claws going, like you've got. Let's go to the mountains and test it. <laughs> okay. All right. Everybody. Please wait. Tell tell Bill Jonas we're going to be back in about an hour. Uh, yeah. So uh, they have a tweet here from the CPWNE region. Huh? I'm assuming that's Colorado Public Works, Northeast region? Wildlife? Oh, California 
Colorado something, a wildlife? Yeah. What would the P be in that case? Uh, penis. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. P. Uh, after additional investigation, including examination of the lion, we have confirmed the victim's account that he was able to suffocate the animal while defending himself from the attack. And here's here's what I think has to be said. It, okay. Like, the attempt to suffocate is pretty crazy because it's like bludgeon. I'd be thinking bludgeon. I'm out, like, on a trail. I'd be looking for, like, a log or a rock, and then I'd be trying to hit it because that would keep me away from the teeth and claws. Well, I feel like if the cat bit and then latched on, so it was, like, latched Ooh, onto my then, leg, then, then I'd probably think to. suffocate. Yeah, but note, note before they said he had paw scratch marks to face and wrists. Oh, I see. Yeah. So he just, like, grabbed it by the... Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm starting to think maybe there's some foul play here. Yeah. <laughs> what What if, you know, he's having some sort of relationship with this mountain lion. <laughs> he goes up there, you know, posing as, as a runner as he often does. Sure. They get into some sort of conflict. The mountain lion, you know, scratches his face as a part of it. Mm-hmm. Then he just goes off and kills it and claims it's all self-defense. On next week's episode of <laughs> Snapped, The Man and the Mountain Lion. <laughs> Joining us on the podcast now is, uh, I believe it's Dr. Bill Jonas. Dr. Bill Jonas, yes. yes. Hello, everybody. How is it going? You have you have done the definitive statistical analysis of every single Super Bowl, uh, uh, you know, since the beginning since of the Since the Bowl. beginning, yeah. yes. I have had a very long and prestigious career of uh, yeah. Super Bowl statistics. So, this obviously a pretty... Big Super Bowl for a variety of different reasons, not the least of which being uh, ring number six. There's one stat. Ring number Very six big for, deal. Yes, for, for Brady and Belichick. Uh, yeah, so why don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go. Like, what, what can you tell us about this game uh, that, that we really need to know and understand? See, as you know, I've been doing this since the first Super Bowl ever. Yeah. I've been Super analyzing every play, every player, their histories, where they grew up. Yeah. How fast they can run a 100-meter dash. I can only imagine what your your Excel files look like. I have That's... a photographic memory. I don't yeah. even need Excel files. Oh, my God. I keep How them all stored possible? in my head. Yeah. I'm great at mental math. Wow. I have an incredible amount of focus. Well, let's get incredible into focus. it. Incredible uh, focus. Super yes. Bowl 53, L-I-I-I. Well, I'll tell you, right at the start of the Super Bowl, we knew it was going to be a game. Yeah, we absolutely. absolutely did. Yeah. Yep, went into it. Uh First quarter started happening, and boy, it's uh, look, I got a level with you. What, yeah, uh, what, what's up? About uh, 30 seconds into the first quarter, I fell asleep. What, yeah, you what, yeah, I was, I was really analyzing every play, and you know, <laughs> just fell asleep. It was not a lot going on, it was. You fell Not asleep. Exciting. You're the Super Bowl guy. I know. I know. I was very. I th- figured. You know what? Have you ever done that thing where you're just like, I'm gonna close my eyes just for a second. And a long <laughs> blink turns into a nap. I mean, yeah, occasionally. Yep. But, uh, that's how it went. But during the Super Bowl? Oh, look. They usually show some really great commercials right at the start of the Super Bowl to really get that energy up. Even yeah. The, even the commercials. Are that's, not, that's not certain, great. That's when you got the most people tuning. Really in. Really not strong commercials. Okay. Fair, yeah. fair enough, but but hey, look, I woke up. All right, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, I did. I woke up, 
Watch another commercial break. Whoa, not a lot going on in there. Still trying to sell the dilly dilly thing? Come on. Yeah. It didn't work the first time. Now they're tying it into Game of Thrones? It doesn't work. That's not a good move for Game of Thrones. Needless cameos, we don't need it. Yeah. We don't need it. So I fell back asleep. Okay, but what about... What about the game? I mean... Oh, the game, of course. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was talking too much about the commercials. Yeah. So, uh, gosh, you know, really not a lot happened. No, I mean, that that's yeah. a fair point. It was, I mean, lowest... Yeah, when I woke up, they started history. playing again, and I was really ready to focus, and I had my mental math ready, and I was getting... Then I thought, you know what? I've got some leftover queso dip in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. And I got up and I just started eating queso dip right out of the fridge. You know when you stand in front of the fridge oh, and you eat in front of you it? You gotta heat it up. Cold no, queso was, uh, dip is disgusting. It was eating right in front of the fridge. Yeah. Then I just kind of forgot the game was on for a while. <laughs> I mean, yep. in fairness, you didn't you didn't miss a whole lot. It was That's the thing. I had the audio on in the background and I'm like, well, if anything happens, surely I'll, I'll hear it. Yeah. But you know what? I, I do that thing where I'm able to get feeds of the Super Bowl from... 20 different pundits. It's all open on different windows. So I yeah. make sure that I capture absolutely everything. Okay. Half of them were asleep. <laughs> they were in the announcer booth just napping. Yeah. But then luckily we got to halftime. Because uh, really, okay. the the game comes to life in the second half. That's when all, that's yeah, when no, really, that, that is definitely true. the pressure mounts, you get to see what people are made of a little bit more. Oh right? yeah, no, and that's, I frequently, I mean, if there's a slow first half, I usually think to myself, like, that's going to make the second half all the more gripping. Right, absolutely. But before that, you give you a little halftime show in order to give you a bump. Sure. This year's halftime show, Elton John was amazing. Uh, no, it was, uh, it was Maroon 5. You know what? I fell asleep at the very <laughs> yeah. beginning. I assumed Elton John would be coming out later. No, no. So it was I just mean, that guy the whole time? Yeah, it was just that guy. He did He did remove, he was wearing like two different jackets and a weird t-shirt, and he sort of took them off one at a time. Uh, then he threw a jacket back on, and then he went no t-shirt. Wait, that's that's the Super Bowl show, is taking off your shirt one yeah, shirt at some, a time. Yeah, some rapper showed up, who I'm one of whom I recognized from when I was in high school, and one of whom I'm presuming is popular now. Um, but mostly, mostly, yeah, it was just Maroon 5. No Elton John, then. No Elton John. Wow. Elton John would be talented. Wow. And what a waste of everybody's time, huh? Yeah, no, it was pretty bad. To just have that uh, guy that, what, to judge on the voice, is that Real awful. I will say he, when he took his shirt off, the reaction of the women in the room where I was watching, I was sort of like, oh, I get it. Like, nobody cares about the music. They just wanted to see him with the shirt off. Yeah. Like if if you're if you're sort Whoa. of attracted to the like Southern California douchebag type, uh, he's probably right. Okay, in the I can house. see it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, second half then. <laughs> second, second half, half though. Yeah. Let's talk football. Oh, okay. right. That's when I the pressure say, I mean, starts mounting. Little disappointing that we didn't get the sort of in depth analysis of the first half that we were expecting when we. Well, I wasn't watching most of it. In fairness, so. because we 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 spent our entire months. Uh, guest budget on this appearance. Oh, absolutely! It's not cheap. I mean, this to get is my Bill whole Jonas. job. Yeah. My whole job is to watch Super Bowls and, and football games yeah. and really deep, dive, dig deep into this. So, as and such, you know what, I own that. In the first half, I did not do a great job. No, you really didn't. But you know what? If you can make up for it with the second half here, then, then we're good to go. Boy, are you going to be disappointed <laughs> because. Uh, you know what? When we started the third quarter, I was yeah. like, "All right, it's cram time." You know when you procrastinate something too long and you're like, "Okay." Focus, Bill. Focus, yeah. Bill Jonas. Focus. All right. Yeah. Focus. No, I have focus. been there. Focus. Focus. <laughs> Bill. 
What? Hold on. I was, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about the third quarter again and uh, <laughs> yeah. started dozing off. No, but I said focus, all right? Yeah. So I started watching the game, and then I said, you know what? I wonder what past Super Bowl commercials were like, and I opened up YouTube. Wow, there were some great ones in the past. No, there, yeah, there, there was. There was ones with, remember the dog Star Wars one where they were barking out the Star Wars theme? Not really. Fantastic. Wow. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Then I kind of went down a wormhole there. I went down a little, uh, kind of, uh, ended up watching that for an hour. Yeah. Um, Bam! Near the end of the game. <laughs> Boy, things really started picking up at the end of the game, though, didn't they? People, people actually started scoring points. Yeah, people started scoring points. And at that point, I really decided to focus in. I'm like, all right, these are stats that I'm really going to need to analyze. But really, man, at the whole buildup of that, at that point, I just started like looking at ex-girlfriends on Facebook, <laughs> trying to see what they were up to. Most uh, of them are married. I've been around for a while. Yeah, most of them probably married again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, wow. I mean, I, I got to tell you, this is this is disappointing. I can't say I'm that surprised. It was not the best game you I've ever seen. You know what's more super disappointing than anything, though? What's is that, that uh, it, this game was so poor that I decided that I'm just going to go into sabermetrics. You're, you're switching to baseball? Uh, yeah, any... any sport that can have a game that's this bad with a halftime show this terrible and the commercial set five million dollars for a 30 second spot and that's the best <laughs> they could do it's yeah you know at this point i'm just gonna watch baseball but not at even, least baseball knows it's boring you could do foil metrics in hockey yeah but you know <laughs> what if hockey lets me down so, so i already wait, know baseball's gonna am let i me to down. understand that super bowl 53 was so boring that it made you switch to baseball yeah i'm probably not gonna have a career ever again and you know what that's fine because there's no football god that would make a football game that bad without trying to tell me something you know that sport needs to die it needs to get cte and kill its whole family and itself that's what football needs to do everybody will show up and find rugby strangled in its crib exactly put it out of its misery Okay. Maroon 5? Seriously? <laughs> it's a snake that ate its own tail. Football. Yeah. It's uh, a bullshit sport. I'm starting to think it always has been. I mean, that's, that'd be a pretty depressing realization for you at this particular moment. In I've life. wasted my life. Yeah. This is Bill Jonas. I've wasted my life. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Bill. No, don't. Don't take that knife, please. Okay. Uh, yeah. Are you sure I can't take <laughs> yeah, this you knife? Can't, you can't take that knife. I should have asked first. You I should have asked you first. Yeah, please leave the knife there. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, wide world sports. I remember those wide world sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of sports, the future potty winning, podcast award winning segment on football hooliganism around the world. World, world, world. This world. week's, we're going to two different countries. Ooh. We're going to Brazil and we're going to Uruguay. Ooh, and I imagine uh, these are two countries that are well known for being extremely passionate about their soccer. Oh, yeah. If not necessarily always associated with hooliganism. 
Yeah, it well, seems like more of like a Europe thing, but they should be because in Brazil, fans in Brazil join in organized groups known as torcidas organizadas or that organized supporters. So much cooler than hooligan, right? Exactly. And hooligan sounds pretty cool. And they just say organized supporters, yeah, which is pretty cool. But they're often considered criminal organizations that differ in many aspects from European hooligans. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, exactly. They act as main supporters of each club and often sell products and even tickets. <laughs> Just great. This, this is this is sounding a lot more like college football boosters. Right, who yeah. Incidentally, are organizations that also commit a lot of crimes. Yeah, they're organized supporters. They're Torcidas Organizadas. They have up to 60,000 members and are often involved in criminal activities other than fights, such as drug dealing and threats to players. Oh, yeah. So... Sort of just like if the mob were were exactly. rooted in a soccer team. It's like a 60,000-person mafia. Yeah. Yeah. These fans establish alliances with other Torcidas Organizadas, uh, as they are called, such as the alliance between Torcidas Mancha Azul, or the Avail Football Club, and Forza Jovem Vasco, or the CR Vasco da Gama, Galu Curo oh, yeah. and Mancha Verde. The alliance between Torcidas Independente, Torcida Jovem, Mafia Azul, and Leos de Tuf, and some other alliances. So the 60,000 people all gang together with other people yeah. and then threaten players. <laughs> Just fun. The and tor- sell drugs. And sell drugs, yeah. Don't make it like this is all about violence. No, this is a lot of different kinds of organized crime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Torcidas Organizadas are usually bigger and more committed to the spectacle in the stadium than the English hooligan fair. Okay. They want to make themselves known. But they often schedule fights against rival groups where many are injured and killed. Scheduled? Yeah, they schedule them. Scheduled fights? Yeah. Okay. Like flagpole at 3 o'clock, only with 60,000 people <laughs> and probably more weapons. Yeah. Fans of local rivals TJP, or the Torcida Jovem Ponte Preta, and TFI, Torcida Furia Independita, clashed and rioted at a match in Campinas in 2002. Violence has been expecting uh, expected just before kickoff. Fans started fighting. Police tried to intervene, but were pelted by stones. Ooh. Yeah. As the fighting continued inside the stadium, a railing collapsed, and numerous fans fell over 13 feet into a pit between the stands and the pitch. Over 30 people were injured. Mm. So this fight was scheduled inside the stadium mm. during the match. Mm. That's insane. Yeah. I, I keep coming back to the fact that these people don't sound like they're that interested in the actual soccer. No, no. They want to hurt and people. And that's across the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, so uh, they have many different ways to support their team uh, with too much beer, no Samba, no t-shirt identification. I don't I wait don't too much that. beer, no samba, and no t shirt. Okay, in Porto Alegre in South Brazil, it kind of sounds like the the no TV and no beer makes Homer go something something. It kind of does, but support their teams with too much beer, no samba, and no t shirt identification. That's weird, right? What like if anyone's dancing the samba, then they're like, no, that's yeah. not how we identify. Or is it that most teams have like a 
a specific style of samba that oh, is meant yeah. to identify their fans, and right. they don't have. A, I see. An that's how I think that's right. Samba. They, so they don't have a particular T-shirt they wear. They don't have a particular samba they yeah. do, and they drink too much beer. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so that, 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 that's my approach to most sports. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the gear costs too much. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm wanna. not a dancer. <laughs> right. You never. I never samba during sports matches. <laughs> yeah. Uruguay following a five to nothing victory against arch rivals Nacional in April 2014. Penarol have undertaken an increasingly violent and unhinged attitude in Uruguayan Clasico. While losing a championship playoff against Nacional in June 2015, Penarol fans started a riot that delayed the game by 15 minutes before it was called off. Mm. Stop rioting and calling off the match. <laughs> it's no fun for anyone. Right? Again, I don't understand why you can't just riot after the game. Right. They should. In March 2016, Pablo Montiel, a supporter of Nacional, was shot to death by Penarol fans after walking in the same neighborhood Jesus Christ. as Penarol's new stadium. This is this is a step up. Yeah. That's probably the worst thing we've read about so far. Uh, Ignacio Ruglio, a board member of Penarol who had openly spread lies about Nacional, was interrogated by police following the murder of Montiel. So it might have been an inside job. Jesus! Yeah. In November 2016, the Uruguayan Clasico was canceled before kickoff after <laughs> Penarol supporters started a riot at the Estadio Centurio. One supporter was arrested holding a pistol intended to shoot down Nacional players from the Amsterdam Tribune. My God! Right? <laughs> like shooting them from the stands. Boy, the next time somebody tells me that soccer is the beautiful game and I couldn't possibly interpret it. Yeah. After winning the Classico for Penarol in September 2017, team captain Christian Rodriguez openly called for murdering Nacional fans while celebrating the victory. Whoa! Yeah. After he won? The team captain <laughs> said, you should go kill the fans of our... You know what? And this is not like embittered... I can't believe we lost. This is, I'm in my moment of true and unfettered joy. Right. And it's Here's the message moment. I want to spread to the yeah. world. Kill my enemies' <laughs> fans. Kill my defeated enemies' Ugh. fans. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Oh, please don't kill people over their fandom. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports. Sports podcast but before we go we're gonna have bill jonas come back in to give you some of our contact information hello thank you so much for having me back i appreciate it uh bill did you do you remember uh we had john uh, tell you all of the the yep all of the contact information i now have it yep photographic yep. memory i've got a photographic memory now all right you can find us on twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast that's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast while you're there make sure to follow my accounts as well where i'm going to be talking about all the greatest baseball action <laughs> You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to check out all of my commentary on baseball action. <laughs> or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash 
Sports, the number three podcast. While you're there, listen to my podcast as well. It's the My Name is Jonas podcast <laughs> for all the newest baseball action. Bill, I, I got to say, you always referred to it as baseball action. Do you know anything about baseball? I do. Baseball action. <laughs> I'm right. still learning. Okay, thanks. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. So as it would turn out, we we did have time for uh, Wide World of Ritz Sports. Bye, Joel. (laughs) 